What is up, everyone? Welcome to BX Sports Jedi Network to the Jetsalorian Podcast. This is the way. What's going on, Jet fans? I am BX Sports Jedi Kev, the Don of the Watch Along. Let's talk some Jets, man. New York Jets, we all know the big news. We all know last time we spoke, we had a presidential trade for Aaron Rodgers. And last time I came out with a live video on the New York Jets, Aaron Rodgers now is our quarterback. He is the new quarterback of the New York Jets, and we had a draft. Of course, I know it's a little late, of course, me covering a lot of the other programs on my network did not allow me to give you instant reaction on our NFL draft. I believe the New York Jets had a really good draft here. Um, we got seven new players to the organization, and of course, a few undrafted players as well, and some free agent signings. We'll talk about that in this video, but let's go off with our number one draft pick, William McDonald. The defensive end from Iowa State, a six foot three, two hundred and two hundred and thirty-six pound defensive lineman. The Jets, knowing Joe Douglas, the way they showed this in the past with Jermaine Johnson, Sauce Gardner, they're putting a hell of a defense there. You know, re-signing Quincy Williams, and we'll get to Quentin Williams um, because I have a lot to say about that in a moment. Um, but they get themselves another defensive end. Uh, good job there on them bringing back that staple. Also signing that young man to learn, you know, possibly outside linebacker at times, if they depending on the scheme they want to use him. I know you got you got uh, C.J. Mosley probably on his final year with the Jets because he might be a cash casualty in the uh, maybe next time next year. But we don't worry about that right now. The Jets, what they're showing us, that they're going for it. They're going for that to, first and foremost, to break a playoff drought. You don't make that move. You don't bring in that type of quarterback into an organization. Um, making that move at a 39, 38-year-old quarterback with the with the pieces you have in place because you're going for it. You're swinging for the fences. You're, you're trying to hit the home run. And let's do it baby steps at a time. 17-game season. Uh, we, got this, we got the schedule that came out. We'll be breaking that down a little bit as well. But right now, we're talking the draft. I personally, 
love it because we got you know round second round two and four back to back of their picks they didn't have a third round pick of course due to the trades and the moves uh, i love the joe tipman the offensive lineman the wisconsin badger actually was was more like a center so they get themselves a backup center who they can move into right guard left guard whatever they need them to move around and also carter warren another offensive lineman from pittsburgh boy talk about the height the jets have elijah vera tucker you know, with because Makai Becton, all six foot seven, six foot six. You know, another Joe Tipman, six foot six, six foot five. Warren, my God, talk about height and talk about beef on that lineup uh, for that offensive line for Aaron Rodgers. I love the fact that Joe Douglas and company. You know, also Link Lincoln Tomlin as well. I love the fact that they're getting the height, they're getting the big guys, the big bodies, barring injuries, to protect their quarterback. Because if you give Aaron Rodgers enough time. In that pocket there, you know, four to five seconds, he could dissect any defense, no matter who you are. If you're the Buffalo Bills, the Miami Dolphins, Kansas City Chiefs, or whoever, you give any quarterback, especially with that talent that Aaron Rodgers has, two to, you know, two-time Super Bowl, two-time uh, MVP of the league, he will dissect that. And especially uh, Rodgers was coming with a chip on his shoulders. I love what the, what the company brass did. They and they managed to bring surround him there with with a lot of offensive linemen. Also, like the fact that they got himself a running back for special teams, just in case we know Brees Hall will be returning, but he might not be able to do week three, week four. You know, they're coming back. Of, we, not everyone recovers from an injury at that catastrophic so quick. So they want to have some insurance policy. I love the fact it's Israel. I'm not going to try to pronounce his last name. I know I'm going to butcher it until I hear it. Um, and if I do it, I apologize. Ambakanda. So he's a running back from Pittsburgh. Um, he's going to be a special teamer. Also, when, when you get running backs, one thing that the running backs, especially as a rookie running back, when you're really looking for him, can he pick up the blitz? You know, whenever he's in there in a passing down situation in the backfield, or, or if a team, you know, even wants to blitz, if he knows how to chip block, chip, pick up the blitz, identify who's the man. If the safety is coming in, give enough time to, and not, not allow a free pass rusher going right to your quarterback. That's how your quarterback gets hurt. And then that's how your offense stumble. When then whenever you get these running backs in, even if it's a, 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 a near fight rookie or even a, a running back coming from another system, you always want to make sure they know how to block, they know how to pick up the blitz, and that's a big part there. Hopefully, you know, with the training camp, volunteers, uh, mini camp passed through there, and they went and gone. Another name, another player that I'm going to look at here. I know the, the Jets picked up a line, another linebacker from Western Michigan, Zion Barnes. Not don't know too much about him, so I'm not going to pretend like I do, like they do on the draft shows. Uh, one name that that also a cornerback from LSU. And Converse, uh, Jarek Bernard Converse. One thing I do like that at that sixth round, when players come from good organizations that are, you know, SEC cornerback, I believe he had a, a little bit of an injury history there. That's why he dropped to the sixth round. If this kid is healthy and it could be a nickel, Connor start him off as a nickel cornerback. And if he could come in and help the Jets there with time and, and shows that he could be healthy. And continue to play and, and you know you never know you might get a diamond in a rough at the sixth round or he could just be cut with no repercussions if he doesn't get his act together in training camp their seventh and final pick it's a real good one here this one is zach kurtz 
He is a, a tight end, six foot eight from Old Dominion. Oh my goodness. I know I've seen a lot of the um, naysayers or, or the talking heads, you know, analysts outside of says this guy, you know, I know uh, Pat McAfee himself was excited about Zach um, saying, you know, that big frame, six, a little bit raw talent there, but you got a couple, you know, now. And I believe, and as of today, I heard Mercedes Lewis is signed with the Jets. Another another tight end, um, CJ Uzmiyama. I wonder what they're going to do. They have a lot of tight ends in the, in that, you know, in the building on the roster. You know, Zach might not even make it to the team. Might be a, might be a practice squad. You know, he's so raw. But my goodness, this is something I say when I say when I do basketball. When I tell people about basketball, and I do a lot of basketball on my channel. You can't teach height, no matter how much you can't teach height. At a six foot eight, if this guy has the ability to move, block, be a mountain of a man, and be a big target for or a quarterback who's very accurate to get that ball high in that guy's hands, I like the uh, You know, hopefully this kid shows something here in least in voluntary camp, workout camp, and and also when camp opens up in July to try to make the team. You know, seven round picks are really hard to make the team, usually practice squad guys, or they'll get cut. But it'll be interesting to see there. Overall, I trust Joe Douglas. You know, other than the quarterback, Wilson, you could say his draft has been a suspected. It hasn't been too par. But uh, but after that, after the quarterback, and I know you can't whiff on the most important one is the quarterback. But other than that, all the other draft picks, if you break it down, have been really good for this team. Impactful players. You know, you got rookie of the year candidate. You have the rookie of the year and and the offensive, defensive and offensive rookie of the years on the team with Sauce Gardner and Garrett Wilson, Jermaine Johnson, another player that that stays flies under the radar. You also, you know, you you got they they ended up getting some good picks in the second round. You know, of course, Brees Hall, we know that Michael Carter, the, the running back as well as Michael Carter, the pass, the cornerback. You know. The Jets got something here. If you if you look at what they have there, they've got a good team. That's why Rodgers did not shy of coming aboard and wanting to play for this team. You know, he could easily retire. Why would he want to go to the crummy Jets and, and be compared to what happened in Namath? Went to, to Los Angeles and he wasn't good. You know, being well, you know, being that quarterback to go to a different team and not not flourish. And he knows that this team has talent. He knows he has a general manager who's a smart general manager who will try to do whatever it takes to win. Now, the head coach, the jury's still out on him. Rob Sala looks like he's a real good man, a good uh, people's person, a, a team-friendly or players coach that, coach that teams will like to play for, uh, players will like to play for. But this is the but one thing I want to give a little bit of a pushback to Rob Sala that concerns me is the way they handle social media. I don't like the way they need to put, a, either it's either Rob Sala or Joe Douglas. I don't know if Rudy Johnson could post that, but uh, but they need a t uh, social media policy for the Jets players and locker room. We saw that with Elijah Moore after a Jets win, complaining about not getting enough passes and not receptions attempts thrown his way, and he complained on social media. We also saw complaints Recently, with Quint with Quinton Williams, you know, I thought it, I personally I think it's childish by him deleting the Jets out of his Instagram post, um, unfollowed, 
former or line or defensive end for dot 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 uh, unfollowing the New York Jets. I, I really don't like that. Um, I understand. Listen, we understand that you deserve a contract extension. We saw with all the all the defensive end linemen in the league, it's getting especially across the across uh, in Destra Lawrence across your your rivals city rivals and the giants i get it you're gonna get paid right now the jets are building something special don't be a don't be in a selfish and to me that's a that's a, a red flag of being selfish you're being selfish hey listen at the end of the day no one pay and you know what you got to be a little bit selfish as well i get it no one pays your bills no one no one you know my company allows me to work for my my Co-workers don't pay my bills. I get that. I get you want to make your bag and you want to make your money. We get it. And you are going to get rewarded for a contract. Remember, this is the Jet organization that stood behind you when you did a stupid move and you took a gun to LaGuardia Airport and you were stopped and detained. They, they, they did not abandon you. They were in your corner. They understood it was a simple mistake. They could have easily got, under, got uh, underneath you. And they stood there. They believe you because you are a talented player. They signed your brother. They re-signed your brother there. You know, they, they were trying to make things happy for you. You will get your contract extension. You just got to handle it in a mature way. Don't disrupt the chemistry of the team. You got something good, good going here with Aaron Rodgers. You got players, Alan Assard signed with the, with, the, with the Jets. You also got players wanting to come for the play. You also... You know, you got Randall Cobb in here. You got this become a destination. The Jets have become an AFC destination because they know that they, they their quarterback, their wide receiver core, their tight end now, their offensive line, the way they revamped it, and their defense. They all got one goal is to play deep in January and try possibly in February. Nothing is given. Nothing is a guaranteed in the game of football. Any given Sunday, anyone can beat you. But they're giving up to putting the best possible team and players out on the field, on the gridiron week after week. So I would love that the Jets to have a quote-unquote a, a quote social media policy in there in there sometime as, as a structure with the team because to handle it better. Which is also when we saw... Before, when Ezekiel Elliott's name was being floated to the Jets, we saw Brees Hall tweet tweets. I think Michael Carter about the virus, the quarter, the running back room is fine. You know, that's again going to social media. I understand this is a new age where players vent in the social media outlet and so forth. But personally, I would I would love for them to have a policy. You know, just be just be maybe I'm a little old fashioned. Listen, I get on a couple of Twitter stats myself, but I'm not a professional yet. You know, I'm trying to make videos and trying to become a content creator, but I'm still an amateur, super amateur. And I get it. You know, you got to be careful there. I don't want them to disrupt the chemistry of the team. And I get your frustration. Make that money. I'm all for it. I'm all for it, especially in football, where the contracts are not guaranteed. They're worth, they're as worth as the paper is written on. And I want you to make your money, but I don't want you to be disruptive of the team. And hopefully they go forward with that. They they do something more stricter. I would have loved Quincy to Williams to just call the and have a sit down, get get the representative. This I don't want this to turn out to 
Maybe it's the PSD as a Jet fan. Those are, I don't want you. I don't want this to turn when the Jets were in the when they went after they went to their first AFC title game. Remember that old hard knocks with Darrell Beavis, you know Tannenbaum, and they had to meet him at that diner, and that was so divas, divish. I don't want that to happen here. It's bad enough we don't know what we're expecting out of Rodgers. We know he's all invested. He's all in. You saw him going around all of New York City to all the different, to the Nick game, Ranger game. You know, Alan Lassard, you know, engaged with his teammates. He's at practice. He came into the facility. He's engaged. He's ready to go. You don't need any distractions. You don't know. We don't, the Jets don't need negative press. They need a lot of positive press. And boy, did they get positive press to our next segment here. With six primetime games, that is the Aaron Rodgers effect. Because the Jets, for years, would never be seen, would never seen on prime television until you get a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers. They open up their season September 11th at home against the Buffalo Bills. Yes, Bills, Mafia Nation. Now, you're going to be, I want to make a quick, small announcement. I will be help joining the Bills Mafia AFC East Roundtable on his channel there. I'll put the details on our channel. I want um, all our Jet fans, our Jet Delorean fans to go out there and when I go on that program as well to support. I know they are rivals. I know they're there. We're not supposed to be hand in hand, but as content creators for one or another, they were so humbled enough to invite me on and I was gracious enough to accept it to go on their program, to talk with Bill's Mafia, representing our Jets, you know, giving my takes on the Jets and what they think, and rebuttal if they see my Jets different from what I see in the same way with the Bills. So I'm glad, I'm, I'm honored to be on the Bills Mafia uh, on that channel to go and discuss Jets football. So I wanted to get them over and put them over here. We'll be seeing them September 11th. We'll definitely have the watch along here. Um, so, you know, we're definitely going to be here doing that watch along. First game of the season. You know I do all the watch-alongs. I'm going to try to do as many Jets watch-alongs as possible. But, boy, NFL Sunday ticket is extremely expensive, um, especially it's on the YouTube net platform now. But it's still almost $400 to watch to get the NFL ticket. That's going to be a tough one. Hopefully, you know, things work out where I can afford it to do the, every Jet watch-along, all 17 games. But we're going to have six of them on primetime, possibly seven. You know, of course, one of the big – games here week two against the cowboys in jerry's world that's a 425 you know that's going to be a nationally televised game even because i'm in orlando florida so i get i gotta wait for it to be in my orlando market i'm pretty sure we'll be getting that game as the uh showcase game of the week on september 17th against the cowboys of course on everyone or a lot of jet fans personally like myself can't wait for september 24th against the patriots i want to see the i want to see aaron Rodgers wrote Role and and especially the Patriots not going to be so good with Mac Jones, Bill O'Brien as their offensive coordinator. I would love to see how the Jets do against Bill Belichick and Belichick's when uh, that offense. You know that's going to be. Remember one thing I'm going to I like to say on the first four games. Usually the offense is ahead of the defense. So the fact that Nathaniel Hackett is the offensive coordinator, you got Alan Lazard in here, Mercedes Lewis, Randall Cobb, uh, and. and I kind of like it with an offensive system that he knows. Rodgers knows the Burbridge. He knows the checkdowns. He knows where the receiver is going to be, the safety blankets. I like the fact that he that the Jets' offense is going to be ahead of schedule. Hopefully, the defense comes ready to go. Um, and hopefully, you know, barring no injuries, 
uh, hopefully they they come out going strong, especially week three against the Patriots and just just blitz the living crap out of them. When I mean blitz them, outscore them, punish them. You know, it's time. It's I think it's time now for the Patriots to start taking those beatings um, that we took we took for many years under Brady and Belichick. You know, so I think it's time to return those favors. It's time to cash in those receipts, Jets fans, on those Patriots rear ends. So let's go. Week four, it is going to be a matchup of the matchups here. At least for us Jet fans. I don't know how the Chief fans are going to feel about us. Maybe they're going to want to embarrass us and say, wait a minute, you're not the new darlings of the AFC. We're the defending champions, and you got a long ways to go because we take on the Kansas City Chiefs October 1st at primetime. Yes, primetime game, primetime game number two. It's against the Kansas City Chief October 1st. They come to, to MetLife Stadium. Patrick, uh, we're going to get Patrick Mahomes. And, boy, that's going to be a feature there. That's going to be a fun one. I can't wait for that. Of course, they go to Mile High to the Broncos. We'll see Russell Wilson. A game that is going to be interesting because the Jets have a chance to do a lot of first. They're going to, they're going to Denver. They've won in Denver before, but that mile high air at 425, that's going to be another game of the week. So the Jets are going to be featured a lot on national television. I believe that Cowboy game, 425, will be the Fox uh, game that's going to be featured. CBS game, that will be also October 8th in Denver. That's the late afternoon game, so that might be featured then. And then, of course, the, another 425 game, uh, and that'll probably be a Fox featured game as well, the Eagles and the Jets. Now, the Jets all-time has not beaten the Eagles at all regular season. I believe they're 0-9 against the Eagles. They have not beaten the Eagles in the regular season. Um, it'd be interesting to see if how they'll take fair off against these Eagle teams. Jalen Hurts, the defending NFC champs. It'll be interesting how the Jets will react there. And then we play our rivals, New York Giants, October 29th. So the Jets got a gauntlet of a schedule. You know, back to, you know, I thought the Giants were really getting a, a – a really tough one but man the Jets look at all that all those um high profile games there not and after you play your cross time rivals in the New York Giants you host an another night game I believe that's a Monday night game the Chargers so you host the Chargers you're gonna you get the you get Herbert coming in here across the country though on a Monday night Jets Rogers Herbert so you're playing the quarterbacks of the quarterbacks here and then, of course, you play another night game, and that's going to be against the Raiders in the Black Hole there in Vegas, in Vegas. So they'll go out to Vegas on another night game. And then, of course, they play the, they play the Buffalo Bills November 19th. That's the day after my birthday there in Buffalo. That's going to be a good one. And then they play the first, Friday, the first Black Friday game. So they're going to have the whole national televised game. All eyes on me on the first Black Friday game at three o'clock in the afternoon. So you're gonna so if you get up after Thanksgiving, you have some leftover turkey still, you warm it up, you you sit down and you watch along with me and we'll watch the Dolphins take on the Jets from New from New Jersey. That's gonna be another rival game there. You know, Jets and Dolphins, no love bluff between that team. Of course, then the Jets host the Falcons there. Falcons rebuilding. Maybe that's a soft underbelly part of the schedule for the Jets with the Falcons. Although, in, and every year you never say that it's a soft schedule on paper because you never know. All of a sudden, the Falcons could be a, a, a team that's rolling. You never know. The Texans, will we play the Texans. We play the Dolphins in Miami on the 17th. 
Hopefully, Santa Claus will bring me some tickets so I can sit underneath the tree or I could go on the 17th to Miami. Who knows? The, com the Commanders, we take the Commanders on Christmas Eve. So the Jets host the Commanders on Christmas Eve before the ho-ho-hoing and all the mistletoes and, and all the festivities there. You get the Jets at 1 o'clock hosting the Commanders. And, of course, they play on the 28th. But four days later, they play the Cleveland Browns. At, that is a night game. Cleveland Browns at Cleveland. And, of course, January 7th, they close it out against the New England Patriots. So hopefully if the Jets there, they have everything wrapped up and they're ready to go. They don't need to play all their starters against the Patriots, but you never know. They might need that just to keep their playoff hopes alive. Hopefully not. One thing that I'm going to say that concerns me, though, I wanted to talk about that with these team, and it's not the play. It's not nothing to do with the players or the coaching. It's the field. I'm worried about MetLife Stadium. We've seen in the past players uh, complain about it, the 49ers, when they had to play back-to-back -back weeks against the Jets and the Giants. Um, the injuries to Bryce Hall, the injuries to certain players, uh, Saquon Barkley, uh, certain running backs, and certain pro um, that's one thing that worries me going into the season with the Jets is that damn stadium. Personally, I wish, I wish the Jets will find their own stadium. I wish they'll find a site. I wish that the New York City Board of Commissions or, or will approve them to build by Willis Point next to City Field. Jets should return back to the city or down by the, the docks, the train docks there by the West Side Highway like they wanted years ago. Um, boy, the Jet, I think it's time, Jet fans. I think we need our own, our own stadium. Uh, MetLife Stadium, is, of course, it has no charm. Um, it has not host a playoff game for neither the Giants or the Jets. Jets and Giants, you know, Giants have been in the postseason, but they've been on the road. They, it's, it, you know, hmm. I don't, I don't like the, I don't like the stadium. I don't, I think the Jets need their own stadium. They need it already called, you know, whatever it is. And I wish that there was some funding for it. I wish that, you know, I don't know if. Willis Point by City Field. I know they want to change that to some boardwalk, some some cat river walk, and take out that chop shops there. Um, you got the LIA, you got the trains there, you've got LaGuardia, you got JFK there. Um, Bronx is just a hop skip on the Whitestone. You know, you got the George Washington Bridge if you're coming from from New Jersey area. I think personally that should be a place where they should think about putting it. Willis Point. I don't know if, if there's any, I don't know. I haven't been, you know, I've been in, I've been out of New York for almost 20 years now. I don't know what Pelham Bay Park area, that Pelham Bay Orchard Beach area looks like. I don't know if there's real estate there for, uh, remember the Yankee Stadium many years ago was rumored to be moved there. Uh, I remember that when I was growing up back then. I don't know if there's room there to do that. I don't know what's the situation there real estate wise. Um, also, uh, what's going on? Because I know that there's an issue with the garden, Madison Square Garden with Penn Station. They want to move the garden over by where that fits by the rail yards there where the Jets wanted to do that dome. Personally, I think it's a win-win if the Jets could find themselves a retractable dome. I don't want them to be a fully domed team. I, I like the the element of, of a little bit of cold. You want to have that wind and you want to have that cold. But if you're the Jets, man, you got to think about getting your own stadium because now you could really host the New York City Super Bowl and all that stuff, the money it draws. Let's face it, Jersey has its charm, absolutely. But there's something not there's something more saying that you're more in the city. When you feel more a New York 
more embraced when you're in the city. Personally, as a Jet fan, I will, it's time to get back into the city. Um, I would love that there. Even if it, hey, maybe they, they I know that New, New York City FC, I think it's getting a new stadium. Um, why not share it with the, with the new Jet Arena, the Jet Stadium, wherever you want to call it. Um, have that built there. I personally, I, I would love that. I don't know if that's any truth to it or truth to the matter, or that's just me just talking out of the side of my mouth, but it is what it is with that, with the Jets. So we got the Jets going on here. We got some, some Rogers in here. I like the fact that we got the offense is going to be clicking early for the Jets with Nathaniel Hackett, Aaron Rodgers, the weapons they bought Rodgers. You see, Rogers going a conscious effort, working hard with Garrett Wilson, you know, because he is dynamic. If you could get that Garrett Wilson going, um, also Corey Davis looks like he's going to stay on this team. Although with Randall Cobb and Mercedes Lewis, I don't know what's going to happen if they're going to cut Corey Davis. I hope not. I hope he sticks around. I think Corey Davis, when healthy, is a very good third down receiver, you know, slot receiver. I, I don't know what's going to happen with that there. With him, um, I like I like the tight ends that we have for our system. I wonder what they're gonna do. Personally, if I had a wish list here of all the players, one free agent I would love the Jets. I do not know if it could fit, especially if, Qu if Quentin Williams is becoming a headache. Um, Frank Clark, you got there's a chance to bring in that veteran, proven pass rusher. To, to help with go along with your young stud draft pick. If you get that um, to teach, to put a tutorage under him, my goodness. If, you, if you're thinking that you have to move on from a Quentin Williams, which I don't think so because they don't have to move on from him. They still got, he still got two years. They could renegotiate. Um, personally, you could always franchise tag him. You know, that's going to get resolved. But if there was money available still, I will go get Frank Clark. Just bring Frank Clark, and my goodness, talk about a pass rushing uh, attack onslaught there. Oof. You know, I think the Jets are are afraid that he might, they want to make him wait, that he don't turn into a Muhammad Wilkerson. I think that's what they don't, and I don't think so. I think Williams is not no Muhammad Wilkerson. You know, Muhammad was really great until he got that contract extension and that drive, that determination. Um, didn't go nowhere, and the Jets could have PTSD with him, you know, with seeing that with Quentin Williams being, especially him acting like. See, I was gonna say no, but it opened the door to me when him acting like a doofus to and erasing the, you know, unfollowing the Jets on Instagram. Um, defensive end for dot dot dot. That's childish. That's nine year old stuff. That's and that right there could draw a red flag on why you, you might be compared to a Muhammad Wilkerson. That's a problem. That's the only thing. That's my only concern here. And also the head coach, you know, he has to prove here. He has to prove. He has, he has to, this is a proven year for Coach Sala. You know, you have to take advantage of Rogers' time. Rogers, I believe, has got two years of high-level football. And if nothing goes, they're stuck not making the postseason or first round exit because of bad coaching, I could see Rodgers just walk away. Say, you know what? I'm too old for this. I'm too old for this. I'm leaving. So that's my concern when it comes to Aaron Rodgers. But um, I think if the Jets are playing well and they're in the postseason, they're bringing his toys, they're bringing his weapons, 
They're accommodating him. He is right now the darling and the toast of the town. Boy, he makes um, Daniel Jones go under the radar, which I think is a good thing for the Daniel Jones because it kicks away the expectation of that high contract, that $45 million contract. And because now all, I, all quarterback eyes are on Aaron Rodgers, not Daniel Jones. So that's a good thing that Rodgers came to New York because they're like, oh, my God. Um, you know, and I think the expectation level for Daniel Jones is tempered a little bit because everybody, all the critics, and all the eyes are on Rodgers. How would he fare? How would he play? Would he play well in New York? Has he lost a sip on his fastball? You know, he didn't go. He went all the point last year. Um, did not throw over 300 yards. So Rodgers, all 17 games, not once, over 300 yards. Could there be a concern? I'm really, to be honest with you, I'm not really going to be concerned. I think Rodgers and that team, they, they, they just hit that plateau, that high expectation level. Um, remember, no, the, no um, Deontay Adams, no Adams. He he left there. I think that also um, made him a little bit more dimensional with Rodgers last season. They didn't watch so much uh, Green Bay Packer football, but I think that absence of him not being there on, on the Green Bay Packers, you could felt it. And, and I and I think Rodgers will be okay. I hope that the first game against the Bills, he's, he throws over 300 plus yards, you know, and, and just quiet all the doubters and say he doesn't pass over 300 yards listen you we've seen it you could win even if you don't throw over 300 yards you know you just got to make the right place but we but we shall see there so that is the jets lorian podcast i want to thank you guys for for allowing me this is the way don't hit that like hit that hit that subscribe and we appreciate you there of course let's help uh, any more jets news we'll be coming on and talking some more stuff hopefully get some invited guests to talk some jet football of course and maybe we'll get some our brothers from the bills mafias to join our channel as well to come on and, and guest star and um have a conversation about the nfc you know not only on his channel but also come on here as well which i know they will they're great guys there so for myself i want to thank you guys again don't forget hit that like button that's the way and we'll see you next time here on the jets of Lorian podcast